Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Prosperity! Destroy! Company! Hello listeners, welcome to another week of Ross Parody Destroys Comedy, part three of All Over the World. Yeah, this will be a good time to play Daft Punks all over the world, but once again, still don't have it. I mean, maybe my guests can chime in, maybe sing a little bit of All Over the World. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, today's guest, all the way from Hollywood, California, it's Matthew Vaughn or Matthew C. Vaughn. What do you want to go by? Yeah, both is fine. That, that's my, uh, Matthew C. Vaughn is my credit when uh, I, I'm doing stuff just because uh, there's a more famous, more talented Matthew Vaughn out there. Um, Wait, okay. So I have to put, pop my C in, C in it. So, yeah. Wait, so who's this other Matthew Vaughn? The director who the director? Uh, directed like uh, uh, the Kingsman's movies, uh, Kick-Ass, X, an X-Man. I don't know. Um, okay, okay. This has ruined today's show because, I mean, <laughs> I was just going to ask you questions about Kingsman <laughs> and, and uh, how to get into Hollywood directing and, and, and you're... You're Matthew Vaughn, but not yeah, Math- not being Matthew Vaughn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the Matthew Vaughn fans out there. I uh, I apologise. Um, I do on occasion answer tweets to Matthew Vaughn, um, giving away just like things that might come up in his movies, in the new Kingsman movies. They're all lies, but. Uh, you know, it gives, gives fans an opportunity to interact with a Matthew Vaughn. Well, if anything, this show is all about the truth. So none of those lies on this show. Oh, is that true? Okay. All truth, no lies. You know That's that movie, it. True Lies? Yes, this I like, do. This is like half of that. This is only true, no lies. Okay. So do I have to... Um, Strip tease for my own husband in in a really like awkward, forceful way. Um, do I have to do that? Well, that's the lies part. So that's not what we do here. We do the true part. <laughs> you do the part where you reveal that you're actually like an agent or something. Okay, cool. Yeah. So are you an agent? No, I'm not. Are you a CAA? No, 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 I'm not. Okay, no. that also ruins my other questions. Okay. But as quick podcast then, hey? So that's it? Uh, well, look, I'll figure something to ask. I mean, you're, okay. you're in LA. Yeah, yeah. The, the um, land of the brave and free and... and all the dimwits out there not wearing masks and uh, spreading COVID. It's a, uh, what's more a bra- time. What's more brave and free than not wearing a mask during a pandemic? Uh, well, obviously nothing more, but uh, the, some uh, very, very odd be- behaviour uh, since this pandemic has started. And uh, I've witnessed a lot of it. Um, Pretty, pretty uh, uh, deplorable. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. don't don't use that word deplorable. The last time someone used that word, 4chan mean the president into the office. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I know uh, stuff. I know stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, what was it? Something about LA? Living in LA. LA. So the whole point of this all over the world series is that I'm asking people all over the world how to break in to their sort of little section of the world. So 
I don't know if you know or not, but how would you break into the LA comedy scene? Oh man, how would is I'd probably like I don't know like um, maybe like pull in a nappy or something and sniff yeah. it. Yes, you've, you've done that before, so that's okay. Um, you'd be okay over here. Uh, to be fair, Chris D'Elia is also very well known for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that, that, that's, it's just nappies, diapers, as they call them here. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, as soon as you get off a plane, just go to the nearest uh, chemist or supermarket, pick up a bundle of diapers, and uh, yeah, you're started, man. Just unleash some brown. Yeah. Another way to get started in comedy in LA is just like turn up at LAX, the yep. airport. They sign you up to an um, improv team straight away. Um, and, you know, you, you have an option of like, it's like puns on the word skit or sketch, usually like using like shit instead of sketch, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. You straight away, you just sign up for, for an improv team. Okay, because I'm already part of an improv team here in Melbourne. What would be the difference? The, just the skit, just the, just the skit, just the skit shit, the comedy, the economy? <laughs> yeah. Um, Is that the difference? There was also a show here called Skit House. I don't know yeah, if you remember. Go. I do remember that. Um, but that, that's another example of the, uh, that. Uh, usage of uh, exchanging both those words to, to make a hilarious pun. Uh, was Skit House actually made in LA? Is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> no. no, I'm not saying that. Uh, was yeah. the world's fastest bowler actually meant to be the world's fastest like baseball pitcher? But they decided to change it to like cricket because that translated better to Australia. That's right. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's one thing of, uh, you know what? I don't even watch cricket, but I've watched hi cricket highlights um, since I've been <laughs> over here just because uh, uh, I kind of miss home a bit. I've seen, I think I've seen four, four friends in the last 11 months just because of how uh, crazy it is over here. Um, so yeah, another day I, um, I found a I, I found a, a meat pie dealer, Australian meat pie dealer in this uh, dodgy uh, um, sort of uh, area just near Skid Row. Uh, we, my wife and I went over and uh, picked up some meat pies, <laughs> came out with this trolley, and uh, it, it was like a drug deal. It was like, "Oh, hello, you Aussie bastards!" And uh, there were some other. Other Australians waiting for their meat pies. There was a, some lady who had driven from San Diego, San Diego, which is like two and a half hours away, waiting for her meat pies. And, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> wow, so what you're trying to tell me here, there is like a huge underground meat pie trade. Yeah, no, no it's not huge, but it could be. I think I, I, there was another business making another Australian business making meat pies, but they went under. Um, I don't know if it's got anything to do with this other guy, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not like a pie to wars, you know, like underbelly or, or maybe it is. Maybe that's the next season of underbelly. Underbelly meat pie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is well, the, the meat pie goes in my belly, man. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I just want to save her. You need to watch out for those meat pies. Those I things, got, those I things got, are addictive. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I got also got lamingtons and and sausage rolls. Whoa, okay. You're going down a bit of a gateway here. And, and when you came out with this trolley, that there was like a couple of vanilla slices on top for someone else. And I'm like, you do vanilla slices as well? And I was like, man, this is uh it was i didn't cry but i could have um i was pretty happy 
Okay, well, I don't want to hear that you've succumbed to some sort of addiction to getting these meat pies, these lamingtons. Cricket, cricket and meat, meat pies. These crickets. Yeah. I don't want to hear that you've gone doing some underground sex show where you and someone else are having a, sharing a dildo ass to ass. And some old guy is like going, yeah, yeah, ass to ass. Recurring of a dream too. It's your recurring dream? What? Oh, that, that's the movie, Recream Re- of a Dream. You know, the, the Cream Anna for a Dream. Film. Cream for a Dream. Cream for a Dream. That's it. Okay. Okay. That sounds like one of those saucy films they sometimes make over in LA. Yeah. Although I think they make them more in the San Fernando Valley in Miami. Uh, Valley. The Valley. The Valley. That's in, Valley. That's in, uh, that's in LA. That's in yeah, LA. Yeah. The San yeah, Fernando LA. Valley. That's where and you're talking about like the poor porn industry. Um, that's right. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, you brought up cream for a dream. I'm just like, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. To be fair, I was worried about you doing underground sex shows. So maybe that planted a, a seed in your mind. Oh, that's another seed, planting seeds. You know, you came on the show and you made it just a dirty talk show. And I don't know if I appreciate it. I'm sorry, Ross. If you're in a if you if you're in a, a porn, porno, what what would it be called? Uh, it'll be called "Get This Guy Off My Screen." Yeah. I go. I watch porn to pretend I'm the big muscle guy with tattoos all over his body that clearly just got out of jail. Yeah. Not looking how I really look. I look way more similar to this guy. I want to escape. Damn it. What about Purdy, Purdy, Purdy Good? There you go. Is this a Curb Your Enthusiasm parody? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in this one, I'm having sex with Larry David. Okay. And he's naked. He's like, full on, balls are dangling. Yeah. And it reaches down to his knees. And he's so, like, and it's like, whoa, Curb your scrotum, David. So that's like the social faux pas that he's dealing with that, 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 uh, that episode. Yes. Long, and his balls are dangling to his knees. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think he covered long balls. I think he's covered it. You have to come up with something different. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is he done? Is he done? Like he wore tight. Is he done? Is he done? Like he's worn tight trousers. And it looks like he has an erection, but he doesn't yeah, have an erection. Yeah, that's uh, like, yeah, like p- pitching a tent or what, whatever, whatever, pant tent or whatever he called it, trouser tent. Or, uh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but has he ever had rough sex with Jeff Green? And then had a crank, like a pipe to his head. A what to his head? A pipe. A pipe. <laughs> 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 so who's who's swinging the pipe? Uh, is that uh, Susie? Uh, what's the guy's name? Funkhauser. Oh, Funkhauser. <laughs> from the grave. Yeah, from the he's he's arrived from the grave, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, ah, oh. Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good, man. Maybe I'll pitch that episode. We're we're doing another season. Does Larry take outside pictures? Uh, yeah. I've, uh, I've met someone who's, who uh, um, claimed that... She, no, sorry, not claimed. She wrote an outline and they, they bought it off her. Um, yeah, yeah, he does. Okay, if that's actually true, that's the most real way of breaking into this industry you've actually mm-hmm. brought up in today's show, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Write it's, an outline... Uh, Curvy yeah. enthusiasm. Hope it gets bought out. Cord, it's purdy, purdy, purdy good. Yes, and in this one, I'm Larry David. And <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm not happy with my Seinfeld money from like the reruns and syndications. I gotta make my own show, where I'm the star. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that that could work. Sure. Okay, so let's recap. 
So I gotta get here, I gotta get here and buy nappies and just blast brown <laughs> on stage. If you say nappies, you're not gonna make it. You gotta say diapers. Okay, you gotta say diapers because of that because right. of that yeah. translation difference. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So buy the diapers. diapers. Sign, sign up at the airport for, for your improv team. Yeah, okay. Uh, buy, buy diapers. Full of skit. Is that good? Full of skit, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty good. Yep, full of skit. Um, skit for brains. There you go. Skit for brains. <laughs> um, get your diapers. Write your, write your outline to curb your enthusiasm. Um, say, Larry, you're not in this episode. I'm playing Larry David. Name the show after yourself. Well, the episode. Maybe I, I, I thought I saw a purdy cat. That's, that's another episode you could do. Um, so I just rip off Looney Tunes now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, so you, made, you made it. And, and, but you, you might have to wait like maybe five years until, um, uh, I don't know, Americans decide to be vaccinated. And then, uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe write your outline in the meantime, you curb outline. Okay. It will take five years for me to write an outline for a Kirby enthusiasm episode. Those okay. things are complex. Ooh. I mean, you think lost is complex. No, it's Kirby enthusiasm. How do I have this faux pas lead to this faux pas and then and lead to that and then it all converges at the end in one big clusterfuck of faux pas. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty much an episode. Oh, yeah, you, you've done it, man. I think. Okay, uh, not as complex as I thought it was going to be. Okay. No, that's it. So, you weren't born in LA, were you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, two, three years ago, I was born here. Uh, no, I, I wow. was born. I You're was a- born in in the great great uh, town of Mountain. You were born in the great town of Mountain three years ago? Yeah. No. The town of Mountain in LA? Mountain. Mountain. Mountain? Mountain, Mountain South. Where are you from? I'm you from Australia, from mate. <laughs> I'm from Australia, mate. Born and raised. <laughs> uh, where, where? Great uh, suburb of Moorulbark. Moorulbark. Moral bark. You gotta, but you gotta say it like moo, rule bark. Moo rule bark. You gotta enunciate the three syllables. Okay. They're not just all one syllable like most Australian words. No, you gotta oh, enunciate. You gotta break it apart and enunciate it very strongly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I was born in, uh, born in, born in Australia. Okay, now you're changing your story. You weren't mm-hmm. born in a town called Mountain in LA <laughs> three, three years ago. <sighs> no, I came over uh, to LA three years ago. 20, what, 2018, February 2018. Um, the perfect time to come, come over to, to LA. Well, February 18, there was no COVID then. Oh, no, no, I just meant like, yeah, you know, Trump's reign of terror. <laughs> um, okay, I, in this show, we don't want to divide our audience. <laughs> so then you would have like, what, two people listening? Yeah, we don't want to divide them up. We don't, <laughs> like one of them's clearly pro-Trump. I don't want to lose that okay. one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Still hanging on. Still like... Uh, this is the one podcast, comedy podcast, stop the, doesn't stop the steal. <sighs> well, in time of recording, Biden has just been sworn in. When do you think the apocalypse is going to happen? It was meant to happen twelve o'clock yesterday, according to uh, Cure. Uh, okay, now we just lost that one guy. I'm sorry, man. The one guy that was pro-Trump. He was also a QAnon guy. He was into Anonymous. He wore the Guy Fawkes mask all the time. 
He'll send me pictures of himself wearing a Guy Fawkes mask while listening to this podcast. And I always find this show as being kind of apolitical, but like, he's like, and that's what happens when you be apolitical. You get people like that. Keep Never going. worn a Guy Fawkes mask? No. Okay. I've worn a Guy Faulkner mask. Okay. Now that's something we can dig into. Why would you wear that? Have you? My dad, my dad used to work in Faulkner, at Faulkner Crematorium Memorial Park. There you go. There's a, there's a fact. Um, you, you supply a fact sheet to all your listeners about each guest. Yeah, right? so in the synopsis, we have like a big outline of like, here's what the guest talked about at what time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say you know, like, like a, backyard, you know, at the end of the, you, you, you mail in to get a fact sheet from each episode. It's like that, right? Yeah, I did that once, but then I just got a list of all the women he sexually harassed. Uh, that would have been a long list. Yeah, I was ahead of the curve on that one, but he doesn't, it doesn't, it's not um, titled with, list of women I sexually harassed. It was only afterwards when the accusa- when the, um, it all came out that I figured out, oh, these names line up. He sent me a list. What kind of sick fuck writes a list? Not even just a list of the women you sexually harass. I mean, just a list in general. Just how pedantic you have to be, man. I don't know. I just... It's really um, alarming how many people on TV in Australia, um, I guess everywhere, I don't know, but kind of have gotten away with this behaviour for so long, (laughs) right? Uh, um, Yeah. uh, I'm sorry if you're like, if you're a big Don Burke fan or if you're, yeah, the listener that's left is the big Don Burke fan, and now you don't have any listeners left. Yeah, um, thanks a lot, Matt. Yeah. No one's listening to this, so we might as well just, just you know, we might as well just say what we're really thinking now, because no yeah. one's listening. If you're listening, please message Ross Purdy will destroy comedy on Facebook. Tell me. Tell me you're still listening. Please. Uh, I, I expected a few awkward silences. Um, hey, I embrace, I'm, I embrace I, that. Mate, on this show, dead air, we embrace dead air because dead yeah. air is just life. So you don't, you don't like cut out with dead air? No, not at all. You because don't use that, like that software that makes like your, your pitch, fix your pitch so it makes your voice electronic. You don't use that software? No, why would I? <laughs> what would this podcast get out of me sounding like a robot i don't know i mean I've people, w- people want humanity on their show okay. Matt. no robots no robots okay a robot hosts wtf that's enough <laughs> you know what robots can take over we've, we've done such a such a shit job here they can just take over i'm not talking about earth i'm talking about this podcast Really? Okay. Okay. I invite you here. I invite you here into my home, into my <laughs> part, my part of the turf, and you spit on me. You spit on me, Matt. You disappoint me. You're breaking my heart, Matt. You're breaking my heart. So, um, to change, to 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 fix, to mend, mend your heart. I uh, I listened to a couple of episodes. Um, oh yeah, which ones? I noticed uh, you had um, uh, Eddie McGuire. I heard that one. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, he just kept, he was a real racist. Yeah. Um, not sure why you had him on. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't be platforming people who are bad. Yeah. We need to stick uh, our fingers in our ears and pretend they don't exist. Yeah, that, that's a good way. Um, that, that episode was good. The episode of John Farnham, I like that one. Um, he kept saying he was going to leave, but then he kept staying for an extra five minutes. And I'm like, mate, what are you doing? Spock that's a pretty good joke. We did, we did, you didn't write that before. That was pretty good, man. Well done. Um, 
yeah, so that, yeah, they might probably too. The other episodes I liked were, um, I listened to the Pierre Loger episode. Oh, wow, a real one. Which you called him uh, Pierre Loger. <laughs> um, you could have gone with Logies with that. Uh, uh, Logies, even. Pierre's a good mate of mine. Um, oh, we just did an episode where I have Annie, Annie Louie on the show and I call her Annie Logies. So I was saving oh, okay. that. I was saving oh, okay. that pun. You also, you also spoke to Jane, Jane Litzer. You call her Jane Liz, Lizzer. Um, she, she's a great friend of mine as well. I listened to that one. Uh, the one that, not the quality, quality time one. I haven't listened to that yet. But uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, and I'm still on it after listening to those episodes. I don't know why, but I'm still here. You know how this show works. And yet, you didn't think to come in here with a list, which, by the way, would make you a sick fuck. I mean, to write a list. Just to write a list of all the topics you should cover. I've already given you some great puns. Haven't I? What, Litzer? No, no. Um, Purdy, Purdy, Purdy Good. Your your Kirby Infused episode. It's it's a... um, uh, I thought I, I thought I saw a purdy cat. There you go. That was a winner. I don't know what other work you need me to do. Okay. Well, I do have a sister named Cat. So how does that okay. work? Okay. I saw a purdy, comma cat. Yeah. And it's just do my you, sister. Okay. Do you really have a sister called Cat? Yeah, Catherine. Okay. I only remembered when you brought it up a second time. What a golden opportunity for a joke. And I missed out on the first time. Thank God for bringing it back up again. Speaking of cats, you were in this real fucked up film that involved a cat. Cats, the musical. Yes, but I'm talking Catstick Blues. Oh yeah, I was in that too. Not as bad as Cats the Musical. You know I mean, what my wife said? I think you're in the better cat movie, which I thought was a, a pretty, pretty good compliment. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. No cat buttholes in your one. There is a cat dildo. Yeah, there's a cat. Um, there is that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a few, few other nasty things in that as well. Yeah. Um, are, you, are we talking about cats? Well, the Catsick Blues. Uh, at, this, at this point, both. Yeah. Well, yeah. Catsick Blues, I mean, previous listeners know I had Dave Jackson on the show on my, oh, last, on my last all over the world, all oh. the way from Japan. Oh, another. You just got, you're just going through all my best friends. To get to you. <laughs> it was all leading up to this and that. Oh, Dave Jackson. He's a, he's, a, he's a good mate. I called in a favor. I called in a favor from him because I supplied some money to Catsick Blues. Didn't you? You weren't an extra in Catsick Blues, were you? No, but I did supply no. some money for That's a Kickstarter. Yeah. I got confused. My name's, said, my name's on it. He sent me a message and he goes, who's this Ross Purdy guy? <laughs> and I, was, I told him and I told him uh, that you... Uh, and then, then it came back and I said that Pierre made a poster for, because Pierre and Dave were the best mates. Pierre made posters for your comedy festival show. Yep. And also like adopted you, I think. Yeah, um, he adopted me. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I just said, yeah, this is who he is. Um, <laughs> don't do the show. He did it anyway. He did, but now he's directing, I'm going to direct a film for me. Oh, really? What's that, what's that going to be called? It's a sequel to a very famous horror movie. Okay. Apocalypse Now 2. Now it's the Apocalypse. Oh, that's pretty good. Sure. What, so what, do you play the, um, the colonel? The, um... Well, we're bringing Marlon Brando back to life. Okay. But we need someone to play the Martin Sheen part, and this is where you come in, Matt. Oh, man, I could do that. You could play the Martin Sheen part. 
your captain will it now. Yeah. Okay. I can only, I can only do an Australian accent. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. This is just the exact same film as Apocalypse Now, but set in Thailand. Okay. And instead of being Captain like um, Willard, you're Captain Wizard. Wizard. Yeah. Okay. Because you're Aussie now. Oh. We're oh, rearranging Wizzo. this film to suit you. Captain Wizard. Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I haven't told Dave about this, but I want to cast you in the role because you both worked together before. You clearly got some sort of like Tim Burton, Johnny Depp star relationship. Exactly like that. I think it's like when you think about the great directors and great actors that teaming up together, you know what, Scorsese, De Niro or Scorsese, DiCaprio or um, uh, Burton and Depp and, um, you know, there's probably others, but you know, on that list is Dave Jackson and Matthew Seabon. Right. Yep. And that's why we need you two together for this film to really knock it out of the park. And look, Dave wasn't particularly happy about this last time when I really suggested for Catsick Blues that you have a dildo. Okay. But I think we need you to have a dildo in this one. I wouldn't expect anything less, uh, any other, I uh, would expect that. It's a Dave Jackson film. I'll be naked most of the film. Um, I'll be covered in like dirt and blood, um, explosive cat bits. Well, um, I'll be doing all my own stunts. <laughs> uh, you will be blowing up a lot of cats. I, I'd be wearing a mask or I couldn't see out of uh, as well. I'm not sure why I'd be wearing a mask in, um, maybe it'd be like Martin Sheen's head or something. I don't know. Um, so the whole time we want you to look like Martin Sheen, even though you're not Martin <laughs> Sheen. So you're going to wear a really like thick, uh, prosthetic Martin Sheen face mask where you're not probably going to be able to see from. We're not going to okay. cut out eye holes for you. You know what? I'd probably, I, if Dave Jackson is, Directing, I'd probably do that for sure. Why not? Okay, but here's the kicker though. What? So remember in Apocalypse Now, when they actually do kill a buffalo. Okay. So we're gonna up the ante in the sequel. We're gonna actually. Well, I told you we're bringing back Marlon Brando from the dead. Mm-hmm. The ending now is you really do kill Marlon Brando on screen. But this time you shovel uh, just this butter stick down his throat. And that's from, how you kill him. From Last Tango in Paris. Yes, you do it. Uh, one last dance in Paris. La tango. Last Tango in Paris is the, is the reference you're making then, right? Huh? No, I'm describing the film. I'm describing the <laughs> sequel I'm making. Okay. The, the, the butter. That, that's where that, that reference comes from. Right. Okay, well, we're not going to tell Marlon Brando that's what we're going to do because I don't think he can really react, okay. like, realistically, the way we yeah. want him to. So we're just going to actually just, we're going to yell, action, and then you're just going to mm -hmm. shove that butter down his throat and he's going to die, like, on screen again. And we're going to get so much awards, mate. Yeah, I can see that. Are you, gonna, are you happy with murdering Marlon Brando? <laughs> He's already dead, right? Well, just bring him back to life for this one film. But we have the technology. Like people have already accepted that he's, he's been dead for like, I don't know what, decade? How long? Two decades? So people are kind of over it. So I don't know. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Well, when you do get the Oscar, yep. it isn't within his contract that it does have to be accepted by a Native American woman. Mm -hmm. So you can't accept the award. Yep. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine, man. That's fine. Great. I love how yeah. you're on board with committing murder on film. Yeah. Something that can hold be held up in a court of law. He's already dead. You wanna? Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think it counts like if he was. 
It's double, double jeopardy. Don't you know about double jeopardy? He's dead already. He's been dead once. It doesn't matter if he, get, he gets murdered. It's, it's double jeopardy. You're right. The law hasn't caught up to when if someone yeah. would come back to life a second time. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Okay. Well, I'm glad you've already figured out your sort of legal defense. Yeah. Double jeopardy, mate. That's what I'll say as soon as I walk in to the courtroom. Then we bring back Alex Trebek back to life, shovel butter down his throat, and then he goes, ha triple jeopardy. That's pretty good. I saw what you're going to say coming, so I have a whole bunch of stuff written out. The jeopardy, <laughs> jeopardy jokes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, triple jeopardy, the John Farnham bit. Yeah. A lot of this podcast is me just predicting what the guest is going to say and then thinking of an appropriate sort of snappy joke to come out with. Okay. Speaking of snappy jokes, we need you to run, for, run some lines from this film. Okay. So, this, just to really get you prepared. Is this, is this a bit or is this a real, the real like, because I'm really keen to do this film and I don't want to waste my time. I don't want this to be like one of your funny bits, one of your, <laughs> hey, uh, Hey, Pierre, I, I wrote a comic for you. Or no, an animated series. Oh, hey, uh, John Farnham, I wrote, I wrote you, you this Whispering Jack 2, Jack, Jack off. Uh, you know, like, this, I'm serious. If this isn't a real movie, if, it, if these lines aren't real, or up to standard that I'm used to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be furious. I don't want this to be a bit. Okay, Is it yep. a bit? I've never do bits on this show. Okay. This is not a show where I do bits. Whispering Jack off hit the number one in the Aria charts. I, I, yeah, I, haven't, I don't know. I haven't been in Australia to. Well, you're in LA and you're. Yeah, all... so... Okay. It hasn't reached iHeartRadio Awards, but it's reached the Arias. Okay. Okay. Here's a line for you. Damn, Colonel Kurtz. You're going to be in the world of hurt. Could you say that? Damn, Colonel Kurtz. You're going to be in a line of hurt. World. What? Oh, a world of, a world of hurt. No, world of hurt. Hurts. A world of what? So like, is it a um, product placement with hurts? The, um, I mean, we can figure something out. Yeah, right. Damn, Colonel Kurtz, you're going to be in a world of hurts. <laughs> and he's like, hurts? Yeah, then we put him in the hurts. My favourite car rental company. And then uh, he drives off into the, the sun? No. Yeah, he drives off. He drives off to Krypton. But the rest of the film is just him waiting at the car rental place. Just in line, just for two hours, just waiting. Well, that's real life, and that's what people yeah. want, Matt. Yeah. I don't know what type of stuff you usually write, but this is gritty, this is real. This is a sequel to a 1970s film about the Vietnam War, but set in Thailand. <laughs> with the Hertz, Hertz uh, product placement. With Hertz product placement. Mm. Okay. That wasn't bad. We got a promotional deal out of it. Yeah. Now, could you now say, damn, Colonel Kurtz, it's me, Captain Wizzo. I'm going to take a Wizzo on your Kurtz. Damn, Colonel Kurtz. This is Captain Wizzo. I'm going to take a Wizzo on your Kurtz. Okay. I just had a thought what, in my what, head. What's the Kurtz? What's, what do you mean? Like, well, what's a Kurtz? I'm not going to explain to you what a Kurtz is. I'm not putting myself through that emotional labor. As an actor, I just have to accept everything and go, go with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're just an empty yeah. vessel for the words. Yeah. I'm, yeah. What? Maybe I'm we should change. I feel that empty space inside of me with, with, you know, 
a space that can never be filled. No. Yeah. Next line. No, no, we weren't done with the second line. I'm thinking oh, maybe okay. we should change it. Okay. Maybe we should change it to, hey, Ca hey, Colonel Kurtz, I am Captain Wizzo, and I'm going to drop some Lizzo on your Kurtz. And then you start singing, got my hands up, did my nails, feeling good as hell. Damn, Colonel Kurtz. It's Captain Wizzo. I'm going to drop some Lizzo on your Kurtz. Uh, something, up. something about ju juice. Um, check my nails. Check, check my nails. Feeling good as hell. Feeling good as hell. I'm Lizzo. No, <laughs> not I'm Lizzo. I'm dropping Lizzo. So I'm like, put. Your Wizzo dropping Lizzo. Wizzo dropping Lizzo. Okay. I'm definitely in now. Is Lizzo going to be in it? I'll definitely do it. Well, Lizzo's going to be a music consultant on this film. Okay. You're going to see her like, like just walking around on the set. Mm -hmm. But she's not going to actually be in the film. Cool. Well, I'm going to, go, I'm going to call my agent. Uh, we'll get the paperwork sorted. And uh, we'll go from there. I'm so glad this wasn't a bit. It's a... There's nothing on this show that's actually a bit. Yeah. It's all real. It's all the truth. And I'm glad you were here to speak your truth. Because that's what this show is all about. It's about creatives talking their truth. And not bits. And this isn't a bit about how everything here is true. This is a real truth about the truth. Uh, you got I anything to plug? You, you warned me. <laughs> you can't burp on this show, you said. That was the only message I got. You, when, you, when you asked me to be on your podcast, all you wrote was, you can burp on my show. <laughs> and I'm like, what show are you talking about? And that was it. And then today I got this link. And there you go, you burped. I mean, you proved it. You Everything in here is true. Yeah. If this was I don't have anything to plug. Are you winding me up? Yeah, uh, no, I don't have anything to plug. You can, uh, um, no one will know who I am. Oh, no, wait. Um, you, can, you can ask me questions about every Matthew Vaughan film, um, not Matthew C. Vaughan, Matthew Vaughan film on Twitter, and I'll answer it. Okay, but what about every Matthew C. Vaughan film? So Katzik Blues and Apocalypse Now too. Now it's the Apocalypse. Yeah, you can ask me those too. Yeah, for sure. And The Wedge. Um, how did you know about that? I do my research. Where, where, where am I listed on? Is it Wikipedia? Or did I ask, did I tell you last time I spoke to you? I believe on the last podcast, the Late Night Party Boys podcast, we did delve deep into you writing for the oh, witch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Go back and listen to that listeners. Yeah. Don't. Um, yeah. Go but, back and listen to that. <laughs> But, uh, the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, we made you sledge out someone you were going to work with. So we had to go back, do some editing tricks to cover up the name. But now we can reveal it was Eddie Maguire. Eddie Maguire, man. I, yeah. What a disappointment that man is. Yeah. Do you, um, are you, are you taking now? He's leaving. Has he left Collingwood? Have you taken over? Not yet. I mean, I, Eddie McGuire is being a real, just a real dick about the transition of power. Hey, here's, a, <laughs> you know what? here's another, uh, Eddie McGuire was my boss. Yeah. yeah, but he's not your boss anymore, so we can shit talk uh, no, him now. No, right? no, I don't care. I write questions for who wants to be a millionaire for about a year and a half. Yeah, but it was all about Kingsman. Kingsman. <laughs> It was all, all about Matthew Vaughan films. Yeah. Kingsman, the King's Boy movies, Queen, Queen's, Queensmen, all the, all, the, all the universe, the whole franchise. A couple. So that's all you got to plug? Yeah, Kingsman. I see Kingsman 4. Um, oh, wait, I can't believe you're not plugging my Melbourne International Comedy Festival show, Rainbow Piss. Rainbow Piss. 
What's what's the premise? Uh it's a wacky sketch theater show comedy where I am uh a self improvement guru slash cult leader. Oh, okay. So it does it has a has an arc story. Sort of, arc. sort of. It's more like just here's just an excuse for a bunch of weird shit to happen. There's no you, character development. There's no pathos. Have you written it? No, I've written it. I've bought the costumes, and that's the most important part. Where, where's the bit? Pardon me. What venue? Uh, it's at the Volker Temple at Ligon Street. Is being a venue this year. I don't know that that venue. What, what's that? Is that is that new? Is that old? It's well, got a bit of time around there. <laughs> What's that? Uh, so it's just recently become what? a venue for comedy festival, but it also does like improv shows and stand-up shows. Has been What's doing it for the past again? three months or so. Four What's months. What's it called again? Vodka Temple. Vodka? Vodka like vodka like the drink and temple like the yeah. place you go to to worship. Okay. Sure. So um, I can't believe you didn't plug that. Uh Rainbow Piss. Um, starring Ross Purdy and other great comedians like um, Rodney Roode. Uh, who, who else are you? You got Elliot Goblet? Yeah. Uh, Ostentatious. Ostentatious. Um, Daryl Summers is co hosting it with you. Yeah, so we're going to pitch a new show from back called Hey, Hey, it's Daryl Summers' Colonoscopy. Where we just shove a camera up his butthole and just have a little look at his insides. He really loves it because he loves things about himself. That's <laughs> probably, probably, it would probably be the best thing he, he's ever done. It's a clean colon, too. It's clean intestines. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I can't believe you didn't plug my Ross Petty Destroys Comedy live podcast experience, also at Comedy Festival, also at Vodka Temple. Who, where, you got any guests lined up? Uh, Rodney Rude, Elliot Goblet, Ostentatious. Uh, uh, Gretel Colleen is coming, I heard. Yeah. yeah. Merlin from Big Brother. Yeah. Hot Dogs as well. <laughs> Hot Dogs, uh, Cool Dogs, Snow yeah. Dogs, the entire cast of Snow Dogs, except Cuba Gooden Jr. Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs, so just Tim Allen's going to be there. He's going to complain okay. about living. Do you have any other uh, guests, guests lined up? We can zoom you in. <laughs> huh? You want to come back on? You've enjoyed sure. yourself, right? Sure. You know what? I, I'm <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been pretty... Uh, I, I just... I... I um, have enjoyed talking to someone. Um, <laughs> I take all the opportunities I can get uh, uh, in the last uh, 10 months since I've been on a self-imposed lockdown. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for, um, for asking me. It's been, it, was, it was all right. I hope that one listener who's left gets something out of it. No, hopefully, but hopefully the other guy comes back. Hopefully he sees the way that Trump is a dumb boy. And he ain't no president no more. And hopefully with Biden in power, you can like, you can kill the coronavirus. Yeah. He can sniff the coronavirus. That's probably the sharpest political comedy I've ever heard. <laughs> Trump is a dumb boy. I mean, look, that's probably the caliber. That's that's the You're baseline. You're not wrong at all. It's 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 accurate. It's straight to the point. It's simple. It's what he deserves. Doesn't deserve any for at all. Thank you. Yeah. I, I am the satirist of my time. So yeah. Uh, so Matthew C. Vaughan, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Ross, and and I hope your your rainbow piss goes well. And Thank you. The live, 
live uh, comedy experience uh, of uh, Ross Purdy destroys comedy goes well as well. And I'll zoom you in. Yep. I'll send you another link and I'll make okay. you do the show again. By I this time to I an audience wait. of an audience of two. I can't wait to meet Daryl Summers. <laughs> and Elliot Goblet and Ostentatious and Rodney Ruth. <laughs> can, can I tell a, a Elliot Goblet anecdote? Yes, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, one, no one listens to this show, right? He, he's, I mean, he might be the number one fan, your number one fan. No, but it doesn't come with the names. It just comes with the number of people and what their interests are. I was at a, um, one of those uh, sort of the festival hall shows where they do like a, a lineup of, of the, um, you, know, they have, you know what I'm talking about uh, during a comedy festival. Oh, so there's open, opening galas, all-star oh, shows. You know, like it's, yeah, the all, I guess it's whatever it's called, all-star shows. It's, you, you know, the, the best of or you know, I don't know. But I was there and um, I think Hannibal Buress was on that night. Um, and he was, Elliot Goblet was standing there next to me. And Josh Thomas was the other side. <laughs> and uh, I was like, one of them did the most awful, I don't know, like, it was just like the most awful as far I've ever smelled. <laughs> yeah. So maybe when you see him, you could ask him about if his stomach problems are okay now. Um, well, that was Josh Thomas. I think you Josh remember Thomas. afterwards he said, please like me. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you told him everything is going to be okay. And then he, a light bulb went up in his head and he said, ah, got my next show. I'm moving to Hollywood. And that's how it began. Yeah. And Matthew C. Vaughan, here's my sign out phrase. Here's my sign out phrase. Am I, is that what I'm doing or is that what you're doing? Ross Purdy, Ross Purdy, Governor!